episode of Supplycast. This week, I'm joined by Jasmine Barrett, who's fresh from winning the Emerging Talent Award at the HCSA Awards. Jasmine is procurement manager at NHS Business Services. Uh, welcome, Jasmine. Hi, thank you. Hi. <laughs> and thank you for keeping a, a straight face. We, we had about 35 full starts to this because I was uh, I was kind of, um, well, what can I put it? Well, it's, it's Christmas is coming out. I was excited, so I couldn't quite get my words out. Jasmine, thank you for joining me on, on, on this episode. No problem. Um, so I think one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is because obviously following on from the HSA conference and the awards, it was you know, nice to get some, someone that's been, you know, picked up one of the one of the awards. And I think this one's important because since I've been working with the HSA, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, fresher blood coming into the procurement industry and and that kind of thing the kind of you know future generations and that kind of thing and obviously the emerging talent award is something that 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 fits into so I was just wondering in the first instance what was your pathway into procurement how did that come about yeah a bit of a random one actually um so my my degree back in the day was um in marketing with health studies and i actually started off working in the merchandise department of quite a large bed retailer okay. um and i managed to sort of carve a who, niche who was it, who was it? <laughs> you can dream, say dream oh. i was part of the dream team back in the day <laughs> um, sleep on a bed of dreams <laughs> that's the one um yeah so i carved a bit of a niche for myself within that team um buying merchandise balloons mm. and point of sale and mm. distributing it to all the stores nationwide and I think that's where I decided that actually I, I can do this I like, mm. quite like this and then I yeah I decided to move move myself into a procurement position and and yeah gain experience in procurement. So coming into to um, health was that kind of a accidental thing I mean I guess there's some crossover in that you were around a lot of beds at Dreams. There's a lot of beds in hospital. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I can draw, I can draw a sort of shaky line to connect the two. But um, <laughs> was there was there sort of a um, was there a vocational aspect of that? I mean, it's there, there was quite yeah, there was quite a journey in between. So mm-hmm. I had quite a few roles in the private sector before um, my first role um, at a local mental health trust. I think I relocated from from down south up to Manchester um, mm-hmm. in between all that and. I had a couple of children and a couple of awful jobs in manufacturing. And I thought you were well, going to say a couple of awful children. <laughs> no, a couple of terrible jobs in manufacturing. <laughs> um, and whilst I was on maternity leave with my, with my mm. second, I, an opportunity arose for a temporary senior buyer position at a local mental health trust, which I jumped at. And and very quickly found that having the opportunity to to use your procurement skills to improve the quality of people's life ultimately was mm. there was a lot of job satisfaction to be had out of that and yeah I've decided that I, I really this is this is the right place for me to be <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's interesting because I've asked this question about a few people and yeah they do, they do tend to say that they just kind of went that that way it kind of just fell into place that in that way but at the same time most of them do say that it just gives an added element to the enjoyment I guess would be the word that you get out of the job because I've been involved in something like healthcare and the effect it has on you know a wide range of people etc not that dreams doesn't provide some wonderful beds to people up and down the country I'm trying I'm working to try and get them as a sponsor I'm hoping by the end of this we'll have a, we'll have a get one as a sponsor dreams so, so that's where you ended up where you were um 
before we get on to the um, to the award, I've spoken to a lot of people who've got a huge amount, who've got decades um, in this industry, and talking about how twenty twenty has been obviously utterly unique and unprecedented in terms of the challenges. So I'm not going to answer that question clearly. So be saying, but from your point of view, I'm just wondering for someone that doesn't have that those kinds of um, decades of experience behind them, how did you find peculiar, unprecedented nature of this year? Yeah, um, it's it's been a challenge. It was initially a, a challenge, you know, at the very beginning with the, with the initial um, lockdown and having children and trying to work with your little people under your feet. That was that was the yeah a horrific experience. I would never want to repeat in my life. <laughs> but yeah, there's been quite. I mean, I've been on a, a learning journey. My this year has been around trying to to get my sips for as a personal um you know goal so every I've been yeah working in the day and studying in the night and it's been a challenge but whilst you're on that journey you just you're you're constantly trying to look for the next learning experience and there's been lots right from presenting to stakeholders via you know teams or whatever to to doing your your moderations remotely there's been so much learning and we've we've found that we can do things differently and not necessarily you know in the worst way because there, there are benefits to the fact that things can be recorded so you don't have to you know remember so much you can go back to recordings and stuff there's so many other benefits that can come out of doing things remotely and the time saved and the money and the carbon footprint there's, there's, there's so much so I think we should be embracing what's come out of this year and um, hopefully moving forward so I'd, I'd like to see that so embracing the positives yeah definitely that can be taken from yeah as you, as you say so I mean I suppose you could pet, I mean, Lord knows no one wants to imagine now with vaccines coming through and the hope being that 2021 will get us back to normalcy, normalcy or normality. I guess it's horrible to then think about what if there's another one, you know, and I guess at some point there would be. But I guess I suppose the idea that the idea is, is that at least the preparation will be there and there'll be kind of all, already a blueprint for this is what this is where we go into pandemic mode. Yeah, you'd hope that they've used the time this year to, to put those plans in place. I know initially when it, when the first surge happened that there was all the current projects got sort of paused more or less so people went into emergency planning modes but then we, we picked that all back up and, and got things moving again later later in the year but there were different things we moved on to with all the you know Nightingale. I was involved in insourcing things for the Manchester Nightingale hospital and did a day on the floor they're actually moving beds around um yeah oh yeah back with beds i bet bet you felt i bet you felt so at home so at home yeah (laughs) slippers out (laughs) um yeah so yeah you'd hope that 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 plans now would mean i mean i've noticed this time around with the second peak that that there was less that less time was taken up with with the planning again it was we were more able to keep those projects ticking over and and going forward yeah so yeah i mean you can just from looking at the news coverage uh the ppe situation in terms of is there enough of it and is it good enough Mm. um uh, that we haven't had anything new in this way i mean there's still a lot of obviously discussion about what's happened in the past and who was making it you know why they were making it that kind of thing but uh, but yeah there's there's obviously a very clear difference between the first waves lack of PPE getting to people and and how we are now Um, yeah let's hope they're not so quick to drop the competition rules next time around I think we've proven how much how wasteful that can be and that was a yeah yeah, I think that's a learning obviously it's been a 
you know, one another year. And you've kind of touched on the positive aspect that can be taken from, which is lessons for the future. So that mm. sometimes this happens again, you're better placed. Was there a particular low point in this year where you were kind of like, this is really difficult? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would go back to that month in April, which was the, you know, when the first, first surge and we had the children here under our feet and you, you're trying to do your job you do you know the best best you can for your clients if you you know for the trusts and, and commissioners and things and it, you feel like you're, you're neglecting your children because you're sitting there in front of a screen all day and that as a parent was yeah that was the toughest I think for me I not feeling like able to engage with them because I feel committed to my job I, yeah. I was completely conflicted and torn. and I, that that did yeah that was yeah not good and a lot of pressure there because obviously as you say, you're at home, but you're part of the mechanism of PPE mm. at that time, you know, and, and you're thinking to yourself on the TV and newspapers and God knows where else, mm. you're feeling that pressure. Everyone that was in any way involved in that process mm. was obviously feeling an extraordinary amount of pressure. I mean, when I came in and I could see it and, you know, hours people were working and, mm. and, and, and you know, it, 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 it was something that was very, very, very prominent. How do you feel at the moment? There's, there is light at the end of the tunnel because we've had the vaccines, the PPE situation generally people feel is, un, is, is well under control now. Yeah, where do you think we are now? Yeah, I'd like to hope that we've turned a corner and we're, we're learning to live with this now and, and manage it uh, it certainly feels on a on a work point of view um, in my, my job day-to-day job that people are um, managing to to you know focus on the, the re-procurement of services and things as you know as they sh- as per work plans nothing's slipping so to speak so I think I think we're getting there yeah I think it's just the level of acceptance really that needs to happen as to this is the, the new this part of the new normal you know there is going to yeah. be a certain amount of deaths caused by COVID as there would be like seasonal flu it's going to become another part of society that we just have to accept is there. Now this this year obviously you know you must have caught the eye of people in terms of the job that you played because your talent emerged during this year and we know it emerged because you you won an award simply simply called emerging talent so what i was going to say is this is a difficult question if you're the person whose talent emerged during the year but it's a difficult question i wonder if you ever you complete the fifth how do you feel you came to win this award obviously i'm guessing you would have been surprised when you knew you're going to win it everyone generally is aren't they yeah that i mean the whole thing just came out of of nowhere i'm not sure quite why or how (laughs) i just do my job uh, the best i can and it's lovely to be recognized it it really is but i i don't i don't know why (laughs) or how maybe being humble is part of it you've given a humble answer so maybe people's like just um, get on with my job yeah no but in a in 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 a way that's it isn't it i mean when when you're struck with uniquely difficult circumstances i guess the ability to get on with your job you know i'm Mm. not kind of fold or think oh I can't under these circumstances this isn't for me or something I guess it's mm. is the is the key to it the awards were uh were virtual mm. uh this year because of the COVID situation how did you find that that was you like to have walked up onto a stage I think actually being being the type of person that I am I think it saved me <laughs> I mean, <laughs> being able yeah. to sit in my bedroom and, and film my acceptance speech was, 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 yeah I mean I how, you haven't got all those people looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, there's pros and cons. The network inside yeah. of it, and yeah. being, you know, being recognised physically. I suppose it's a different, you mm. know, 
different yeah. thing positives to come out of that but yeah no it, it, yeah it's okay um obviously at some point the award, the award will be with you if it isn't yet where, where are you where are you gonna put it in my new office so we're in the middle of a house renovation and yeah. i will be getting at the end of it hopefully i'll have an office and uh yeah it's gonna take quite a place <laughs> Have you or have you already visualised it sitting in there? I bet you have, haven't you? I bet you've. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, computer. <laughs> if you do another one of these, if you do another one of these sorts of things, if you do another like podcast, or you have it videoed, or if you do um, the kind of thing that you know HSA Chairman Mark Roscoe has done a lot of, which is on screen, you know, interviews. You must make sure you've got it in your new office, but where it's visible in the background. Because <laughs> you can always tell people have thought long and hard about what the background should look like on TV. Yeah, I've bought some really quirky wallpaper, actually. It's got, um, like, little animals doing strange things because I, I don't want to go for the traditional books, you know. That's yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, it's all framed animals doing funny poses with things, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> quirky. <laughs> Welcome, Jane. Where do you go? Do you, don't, are you worried about peaking? Are you worried about peaking with the award? Yeah, that that that's going to be hard to top, isn't it? Really, I mean that that's <laughs> yeah. it. Where where do you go from there? Yeah. I yeah, I want to um, I want to get my M zip. That's your know, personal goal. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just move my career forward and onwards and upwards the best I can. I'll just keep doing my job. <laughs> Yeah. Do you see yourself staying in healthcare, you know, healthcare related procurement? Do you see yourself staying? I really hope so. Yeah, I, I do feel really passionately about you know, working for the greater good. And yeah, I haven't had job satisfaction out of a job like this, mm-hmm. you know, for a long, long time. So it's refreshing and mm-hmm. it makes me feel energised and I want to get up and do my job. And so, yeah, no, I think I'll definitely be staying in healthcare as long as they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's good. I've, I've I've heard a rumor that if you leave the industry, they they come round and take your ball back. <laughs> uh, no, not that. really. No, not not really. Not really. So so that, that's that's great. I mean, I have to say, I mean, you, you can tell from your from your you were saying that you're not sh- you got merchant talent award. You're not sure what picked you out to people and all that. I would suggest that it might have been that you had. There's a certain attitude that I think when things are, are, are tough as I have been in this year. And it's, it seems to me that you've probably got the right attitude in which to face those sorts of things. So well, you are, you're, I'm sure, much too humble to, to put your finger on, on why it was. I, suggest, I, would, I would imagine that a lot of that is the background to it um, because the ability to, you know, kind of face a crisis with a smile, I think is extremely important um, in a situation like this. Okay, well, that's that's great. What we usually do towards the end, and this is the bit I'm sure you've been looking forward to, Jasmine, is the bit where we try and kind of um, squeeze out of you um, a little idea about how you like to unwind. And we, what, we, what we generally do is we do it by picking out something regarding movie and film. Um, and the way I like to word that is if you only had one album or song that you could listen to for the rest of your life, you had to pick one. You could only listen to one song or one album from one artist. Who would it be? And the same thing with a film. If you could only pick, if there's only one film you could watch over and over again. Would it be a series? I will let you have a series because you look so worried by the film question. <laughs> you look so concerned by it. I will, I will throw, I will throw in a life preserver and let yeah. you have a TV. Did you want to do music first? 
No, for the TV one. <laughs> that's the easiest one for me because, okay. yeah, I've, I, have, I have had um, a guilty pleasure and it will be Killing Eve happily right. for the rest of my life. I okay, that's a, that's a great show. That's a yeah. great show. Yeah. So, you watch it, so that would be the one that you would take away on your Desert Island? or Yeah, definitely. Killing Eve all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Music, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> forgotten what i like i'm just i get to listen to uh, the wheels on the bus all day long so, oh yeah probably the same thing with films as well you probably there you go you forgot you've become a, you're a i've just person. become a two-year-old <laughs> yeah you've forgotten your person you've, you've probably kind of remember your name mr. i have to go to bed with mr Hub tumble's spotty bag or something <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrific. No, 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 one want, no one wants that, especially with Christmas coming. Okay. So if, if so if you were so you're I'm gonna push you on the music one otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna go Okay, gonna I'll go take I'll take Daft Punk. I'm I'll going Paxman. I'll take Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Fantastic. Yeah. One of my, my favourite artists. Yeah. I like the way that, that just that just popped in there. I think yeah. you're gonna say something really I think you're going to look around your house and and try and get inspiration from from an object or something. But Daft Punk, I'll no, take we, that. We, we Daft Punk. Yeah, brilliant. All right, that's great. Listen, Jasmine, um, it's been a lot of fun. I know you you, you coming into it, you was a little bit nervous about what it was going to be like. So I hope I hope that was okay. I survived. Um, Have I made it to yeah, the other side? Survived. <laughs> made it. We've not stopped. I'm about. I'm a, we're, we're very close to ending the recording. So you have indeed made it. You can Thank get your you. little I Survived Supply Cast back to be on its way to you. Awesome. Um, Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> okay. That was Jas- Jasmine Barrett. Um, uh, make sure, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you join us on the next episode of Supply Cast, which is going to be a Christmas special. Yeah, everyone has one and we've got one as well. So we look forward to seeing you on the Supply Cast Christmas special. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.